0: Our
1: list, know things, hey guys, welcome to Objectively Subjective, a podcast where we objectively give you our subjective top five list on many different topics, some current, some relevant, and others just because we really feel like it. I'm one of your hosts, Paul Jansen, and sitting next to me is... Uh, Blake Allen. Yeah, and this week's topic is top five Pixar movies. Top five Pixar movies. And why are we doing top five Pixar movies? Well, number one, we love Pixar movies. That's mm-hmm. the easiest explanation. Uh, the other one, and more important is, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, next week there's a new Pixar film coming out called Pixar's Onward. And also they have another film coming out this summer called Pixar's soul so we decided just to go ahead and knock this topic out. It seems relevant for the full season.
0: Is this the um is this the first time we get two in one year?
1: Um no, I think the year that Good Dinosaur came out, uh there were two. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean I like that movie. Yeah, so. it's a movie that people forget about mm-hmm. though. Um so no yeah uh it's very topical. Like I said, it is something that we all enjoy. As of this recording, neither one of us have seen it because it hasn't even came out yet. It comes out in two days. Yeah, we are planning on seeing it. So yes, yeah, so I'm taking the kids on Sunday to see it. I'm actually kind of excited. So for those who don't know what the little know we what, what we little what little we know, I speak English. I promise. What little <laughs> we know about Onward? It stars Chris Pratt, uh, Spider Man. Tom yeah, Star-Lord and Spider-Man. So Star-Lord and Spider-Man. Are the, They play a pair of brothers. I think they're trolls or gnomes or... um it's, Something... It's set in a magical world. Yeah, it's where,
0: something magical.
1: Where basically... It's D&D. It's D&D, yeah. Except, like, basically, it's in modern times. Mm-hmm. So it's like if uh you had a D&D world and it evolved into a modern times. And uh, from what I can tell, um, there, it's about their father passes away when they're much younger and he leaves behind a magical spell so that he can see them one more time and the spell goes awry and they have to go on a journey to uh go finish this spell and so they can see their father and i can already tell you i'm not ready for it (laughs) personally uh without delving into much detail i my father uh, passed away so several years ago so uh this one's probably gonna be rough for me, but I, at the same time, it's Pixar, so I know they'll handle it tastefully, and I'll probably cry like a big old baby.
0: It's I probably won't. Um, it's because you're dead inside. Though. I'm dead inside. So, but <laughs> I feel things. I just don't know how to let them go yeah, out yeah. of my body. You just wait till no one's around. And you're mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited though. I didn't. I didn't know my wife was excited about it until yesterday. So we're gonna go see it. Oh, cool! And the kid,
1: right? probably see on the five day uh probably yeah Yeah. um so uh we do not have currently have an opinion on that so that movie will not make our list obviously because we have not seen it like i said if you're listening to this in the future i hope you enjoyed it we probably did also like i said this summer pixar is also releasing another movie called soul which i believe stars jamie fox um don't hold me to that but what it looks like, what little premise we know about it, it looks like it's based uh, on a character who is a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. He finally makes his big break and right as he does, he dies, <laughs> which is typical Pixar. typical Pixar. Why? Uh, uh, Why do they do that to us? Though? Why? Uh, and it looks like it's him dealing with his afterlife or maybe dealing with the fact that he is passed away. There's not a whole lot of details about it other than like the little teasers we say, we've seen. It looks really good too. Mm-hmm. So, it's Pixar. I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna take all the kids to see it because that's what we do. Uh, we love the anime movies. So, um, without further ado, like I said, because we don't have a whole lot on that, we're gonna move into the podcast. So, before we get to our top five, though, since we are doing Pixar, I wanted to um, briefly give you guys a a history of Pixar just so we get a kind of background and we cover some things that we don't want to have to cover when we get two specific movies on our list so what you guys need to know about Toy Story I mean about toy story
0: <laughs> I' mean, well <laughs> well toy story is Pixar. <laughs> uh,
1: so what you need to know about Pixar is that, you know it began in 1979 uh, it was a uh, part of George Lu- uh, Lucas film at the time they were like their computer animation division um, they did uh, didn't become their own studio until 1986 and which well, a lot of people don't know it was uh owned and funded by steve jobs the owner of apple which is to me is really intriguing is that he had his hands in so many technological marvels including you know the, one of the biggest animation studios today
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and for a long time all they did was they did a lot of shorts um that you can find, I imagine most of them are on Disney plus, like the
0: older shorts, like 10 toy. Yeah. Stuff uh, like that. Yeah. It is. Um, It is creepy. Yeah. And was not supposed to be, but well, yeah, because, but
1: it was groundbreaking for mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. It, you know, then you go back and watch them and they look really crude and they look really basic, but you got to understand that there was nothing remotely close mm-hmm. to what those guys were doing. Um, And it wasn't, until uh 1995 i believe is when toy story came out 1995 toy story is their first feature length film um it comes out in 95 and it just changed the land it changes the landscape of animation film forever now everybody and their mother wants to do uh cg movies and get away from 2g film with exception for you know studio ghibli and a handful of others i think Disney does one more after that in, like, Princess Bride. Uh, Princess Bride. Princess, <laughs> Princess and the Frog. Uh, yeah, not Princess Bride. Uh, that movie came out in the 80s and is live action. Uh, but Princess and the Frog, which is a really good film. And unfortunately, Disney kind of got away from... Because it just... The the demand for it's not there. The box office numbers weren't there anymore. And kids just want to see updated animation. And now it's just commonplace. In mm-hmm. um, 2006, Disney officially purchased pixar so they owned and funded and did everything pixar uh hence they're still own them today they were like partnered up until that point um so that's why a lot of people either associate or confuse disney movies from pixar movies like moana frozen both cg movies so you would assume they're pixar they are not pixar they're disney films wreck it ralph wreck it ralph that's another one um I know there's probably a couple other ones we're missing, but those are the big ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, like planes. (laughs) Which you don't you ever seen planes? Um,
0: Atlas was really little. Maybe it's okay. So it's the exact same design. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's the same design as Cars, except it's done by Disney. Mm -hmm. It's a cheaper, basically a made for DVD version. But they went to theater. I think they got two movies. Um, they're not good if you are a uh, poor man's version of cars, you're always already going way downhill. I imagine we'll get to, get into that at some point. Um, so I do want to touch on a very touchy subject when it comes to Pixar. I want to get the elephant out of the room right now. Um, John Lasseter is a very problematic figure. Um, he played a very key role in everything Pixar did. Um, he, wrote and di- wrote and or directed m- almost every movie up until about three years ago or had had his hand in almost all the pixar films he helped start pixar um he you, we will that'll be all we talk about him uh he will not get a whole lot of gl- uh, glaring praise from us just because of what he did and what he's involved in he has moved on to another studio and henceforth pete uh pete doctor has replaced him pete doctor has directed a lot of really good films for pixar he's been there since basically the beginning as well so that is our bit about john lasseter um i'm not sure if you have anything to add on you
0: no nah, don't have much to say about him he, um he's a wiener he's a wiener so yeah, uh, <laughs> not a winner a wiener mm. uh yeah so like
1: i said it you know the guy uh you know was power hungry and couldn't get out of his own way and uh took advantage of a lot of women and people so it's unfortunate uh more unfortunate for those women um that they had to deal with that so we're gonna uh you will not mention his name anymore the rest of the way just know that he is a key figure in pixar's history unfortunately um a lot of big companies are riddled with people they would like to (laughs) eliminate from their history uh but unfortunately he is there so um that is like i said that's a brief history if you want to know more about pixar and you have disney plus there are i think a couple of documentaries about pixar i think a pixar stories on there um the shorts are all almost all good yeah good they got a uh, that spark that sparks films thing mm-hmm. they're doing now for like the up-and-coming guys are is uh, really really good so um yeah there's tons of pixar uh stuff out there uh and there's, like I said, a ton of documentaries and information. You could YouTube Pixar history and probably find 20 YouTube documentaries about Pixar. It is a really, really interesting history if you want to get into the actual meat and uh, meat and potatoes of it. Um, that is somebody else's podcast, though. That's not our podcast. Uh, I can recommend you one if you want. What a Cartoon. Uh, if you do their Patreon, they do a What a Cartoon movie on Toy Story. And they go into a really in-depth uh, uh, history. Of uh, Pixar, and uh, I re- it's, I recommend that podcast greatly too. It's a really good podcast. Um, okay, so I think that's enough on Pixar's history. Uh, so without further ado, I think we're going to move into our top five at this point. Um, and since I introduced the episode, Blake, you have the honor of going first. Blake, what is
0: your number five? All right. My number 5 is Wally. All right, Wally. It's a good movie. Uh, I saw it in theaters uh opening weekend, okay? Uh it is directed and co-written by Andrew Stanton, right? And uh, Jim Reardon. Reardon. Yeah, I don't think um the unmentionable has anything to do with it. So. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like I said, I didn't write down if he was involved with any of my films. I didn't I didn't yeah, write his name down. Yeah. So um now, a big reason it's one of my favorite movies now is because Jeff Garland's in it. And um, you know, <laughs> bum 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 bang, bang, bang. So uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. Uh, it's um kinda scary. Yeah. Man,
1: there that that film uh, okay, would, I'm not I'm not gonna talk too much about this film. Because I'm going to talk about it more later. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> why would you do that? Uh, but uh, the, uh, it is, you know, very eerie. You know, at the time, I think I kind of uh, took it for granted mm-hmm. when I watched it. Uh, just because the uh, the situation I was in when I watched it But the first time. But, uh, yeah, so... Well, like you were saying first, too, about Jeff Garland. So, yeah, Jeff Garland, reason he brings him up, he's one of the voices in the film, and uh, he is on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is why he brought him up. And that was uh, thus the theme song, if you didn't know what
0: that was. <laughs> um, so, you said you saw this in theater. I saw it in theater. Okay. Uh, I was, you know, in my early 20s, and I didn't take it for what it was either. I just saw it as an animated movie. I thought it was cute. Um, it is cute. It is cute. But, but it is it is scary it is eerie it is almost accurate
1: yeah you know and you know even though it is a kids film uh it is very much a jab at what adults are doing to the world mm-hmm. um it is uh absolutely an adorable film and look but uh, yeah it is it's eerie I Man, it, it it stands out against a lot of the other pixar films because it i think it's honestly more targeted towards adults than it is towards kids. Yeah, I would say so. It's probably the first one they did that way. Um what about the film
0: uh made you make this made this make your list? Like what about it? It just it just stands out to me. Uh, the, the stories, great storytelling. Now I can't say the video game. There's a video game?
1: Uh huh. What, what, what system did that come out for? Uh, I had it for the 360 so. 360 that's how I'm looking at what year it came out. So uh there's a uh, still got it. You still got it? Atlas
0: plays it and hates it. So.
1: He's a character on my uh, mobile phone game I play called Disney Heroes. Mm. I, I don't use him though. He's mm. not a very good character on there. Eve's on there as well too. Eve.
0: Um, but yeah, it's on my list because uh, I mean, it's just, I love it.
1: If you had to guess, how many times do you think you've seen that film?
0: Uh, no, I haven't seen it a lot. Like I've seen it in theater and I've seen it maybe a handful of times outside of the theater. Okay. I've, uh, well, you got it. You got it. Now I don't watch movies a million times anymore. Yeah, I've got a problem. Yeah. I, I get it.
1: <laughs> well, you also you know my kids watch films repeatedly. Yeah.
0: See, I'm you know lucky that my son doesn't do that. He just moves on. Yeah, he moves on. And unless it's Angry Birds, <laughs> but that's it. I don't get it. What was your? Didn't he watch Secret Life of Pets a little bit too? He watched that one a good bit. Oh yeah. And um. Uh, what was the one where all the pets were living in a society, or uh, all the animals?
1: All the animals living in a society.
0: Yeah, the Rabbit Cop. Oh, Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah, that's we a, watched that one. Now. That's
1: another Disney one that people get confused with at Pixar, which is that's a really, that's good, a really good one. And that one too. The commentary on that one is very much for adults too, mm-hmm. because it's a lot about racism and stuff like that. Which is a very powerful film, and uh, a certain group of political people didn't care for it because mm-hmm. they don't like the truth, but. <laughs> uh that's another really good movie but that's another list like i said for a whole other day as well so um so your number five my number five is wally okay so Wally. wally so my number five as what i guess will be per tradition for my list my number five is going to be the one objective uh pick the pick that um i probably would put in my top five um either way but i feel like is is necessary to be in my top five um because it would be in almost everyone's top five watch it not be in yours so it makes it funny it probably isn't in yours (laughs) but it is it's one of the films that uh people recognize as one of the best pixar films that they've ever made so my number five is toy story three um toy story three came out june
0: 18th well go ahead and tell you right now it's number four. So it's number four. Okay, oh, number
1: four. okay, cool. So we'll we'll do mine and we'll flow into you. Yeah, yeah. And we'll also let you talk. So uh Toy Story Three came out June 18th, 2010. It is uh directed by Lee Unkrich. I was so worried about mispronouncing that name.
0: I was just gonna call him Unk. <laughs> Le- Lee Unk. Uh
1: it is stars, it has a star study cast. I couldn't re- I literally couldn't write them all down. Tom Hanks returns as Woody. Tim Allen as Buzz. Joan Cusack as Jesse. Uh, Wallace Shawn as Rex. You have, uh, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Ratzenberger as Ham. Uh, I think that's the one where they introduced Trixie, which is, uh, what is her name? She's Louise on Boz Burgers. She's really, oh, uh, Chris, uh, Christian Shaw. Uh, what
0: character was she?
1: She's Trixie the Triceratops. The Triceratops, that's yep. it, yeah. Okay. And then uh, you have Lots of Love. I can't remember who voiced him, The the... Bagger the, the bear, yeah. Uh, it uh, it slayed the box office. It made one point zero six seven billion dollars worldwide. I did not know that. Yeah, all the Toy Story films, man. Toy Story films kill. It is like it's their most marketable franchise, which is uh, why they made a Toy Story four, uh, which you still haven't seen yet. It's nope. the only one that's out that you haven't seen. Right, and we'll most we'll time. probably
0: watch that soon because we've been watching we've watch watching them
1: so. right it's also on disney plus so um it's good uh but like i said you and i've discussed this at length several times it was unnecessary i think that three made my list for a reason it was the perfect ending to a beautiful trilogy um and uh four was clearly a cash grab because as you can see how much money toy story makes uh it was obvious why they decided to do a fourth one um so, Toy Story 3 comes out 15 years after the original film, so uh, which was the very first film Pixar did, which is kind of brilliant. So, what it did in that story is it ages up Andy to the age of most of the viewers. So, basically, you age with Andy. Like, you're as young as Andy is in the first film, and then you age up with him in the final film, which makes the story so much more powerful for people our age and we were fortunate enough to grow with that movie that we felt that ending was, uh heavier than most people would if they went back and rewatched it now. Now, people can still relate. Uh, like if you watched, most kids watch Toy Story when they're kids. But unfortunately, now, you know, like my kids have seen Toy Story Three, so they're not gonna see it when they're, you know, twenty something years old, like I was. But man, that ending hit me so hard. I'm not gonna spoil that because I have a feeling most people listening to this have seen Toy Story 3, but if you haven't,
0: uh, I highly recommend it. Um, let's see. If you haven't seen Toy Story 3, you probably shouldn't be listening to a Pixar podcast.
1: It's true, because it's, uh, I feel like that if you haven't seen the Toy Story movies, 4, I'll give you the exception because it just came out. Um, let's see. So just like all the other Toy Stories, uh, Randy Newman did the score and did the music for it. He uh, obviously wrote one of the most famous Pixar songs, the most famous Pixar song in all of history, which is "You Got a Friend in Me." Uh, there have been so many parodies of it. Uh, Simpsons did a parody. Was it "You Got an Enemy"? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, Family Guy made fun of Randy Newman during his height with Came in true the Morning Fog." fog. <laughs> he has a very, very recognizable voice, a very, very imitatable voice. Um, uh, something else that should be noted about Toy Story Three, which is why I think it's an objective pick, is it is the third ever animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, the only other ones are Up and Beauty and the Beast. That is a massive honor because uh, the Oscars don't generally don't recognize animation as that uh, major of a feat. So much so, the Best Animated uh, feature didn't come about and I think until like uh, maybe early 2000s it's a fairly new award or maybe late 90s it's a fairly new award um, which Toys Story 3 did win best animated feature um, that'll probably be a common thread throughout this entire list because um, just if a Pixar film comes out I know people think that the Oscars are biased toward Pixar and Disney look 9 times out of 10 if a Pixar film comes out that year it probably is the best film that year there are a few exceptions, but for the most part, it's just you know they have the money, they have the manpower, and there are a lot of really good writers and animators that go into doing all that work. So it's not surprising that they uh uh win all those awards. So, but yeah, this movie sp- uh had a few spinoffs too. It had a little animated shorts. They had the Christmas short where the dinosaurs battle each other. Um, they had another short after this where. It, uh, I think they get kidnapped by another toy store owner. It's very similar to the theme of two. Uh, and then obviously they've done the sequel, Toy Story 4. All these movies are available on Disney Plus, including four now. Um, if you haven't seen it, please catch up. But I have a feeling if you're listening to this, like I said, you have probably seen Toy Story 3. Now that I've rambled about Toy Story
0: 3 enough, Blake, what's your number four? Um, My number four is... um. Toy Story Three. There we go. <laughs> um, and you, you know, you said a lot that <clears throat> basically what I would say about it. But I have one thing to add to it. What's that? Uh, Spanish Buzz. Okay. So yeah, or he's yeah, he's in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> because uh, you know they had to they couldn't figure out how to reset. Or well, they the bear reset them yeah. to make them follow yeah. orders, and, and then, then, they, then tried re-reset yeah, they tried to re reset. Yeah. They tried to re reset them. That was I love uh, Spanish Buzz.
1: Uh, Spanish Buzz is. Uh, the highlight of that one of the highlights of that film uh the, the voice the voice cast in that film mainly you were talking about tom hanks mm-hmm. and uh tim allen uh oh uh, it was incredible like so that's another thing too i wanted to bring up is uh stunt casting which is was something that wasn't really done in animation but we mean by stunt casting and for those who don't know stunt casting means uh, a lot of these big studios now will go out and get big name actors uh, like live screen actors to do uh, these voice acting roles instead of like, you know, going in your typical voice actors um, who are trained and do this more often because at the time, you know, it's a completely different medium and I don't think people realize that like trying to be a voice actor versus being a screen actor. The transition is really hard so much so that most time when they bring in stone actors, they just do in their own voice. And they're just so when you hear Woody, you hear Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. and when you hear Buzz Lightyear, you hear Tim Allen, they're, they're indistinguishable, like you, you can tell it's them. But this is one of the first films that really brought in a lot of stun acting. This and like Lion King, that era is when it really started. Like, you get a few guys in some of these other ones, like one or two, like Vincent Price is kind of what started it with uh, Great Mouse Detective, where he's Radigan. Um, but these were full force, we're bringing in actors. That people know. And to bring in guys that have never done voice work ever and just to just knock it out of the park. Like, because now going forward, whenever you play Kingdom Hearts or anything like that, that has all these Toy Story characters in or any kind of video game, and they do, uh they hire other actors to do these voices, you're like, that's not Woody. That's not Buzz. Because in our heads, it is 100% Tom Hanks and 100% Tim Allen because they knocked it out of the park so well um and the same thing goes for all the other actors i think it's one of those things i think now that people uh realize there's a huge need and call for that uh form of acting so i think a lot of people get more uh training out on it now honestly and you see a lot of like screen actors who do it mostly instead like they'll get away from screen like mark hamill's perfect example mark hamill started his career as luke skywalker you know and, and he did guyver he did a lot of really uh medium to huge movies in the 70s and 80s and then went to voice acting now you never see him on screen because he developed that knack but yeah the, the voice casting in this
0: movie just like most of these movies is incredible i um, do want to point out that um if you're listening to this not only are you learning but i'm learning with you what did you learn today Um you're teaching me a lot oh okay you mean i'm talking a lot <laughs> well and I'm listening a lot, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm learning, uh, and to, I'm loving. Hey, hey,
1: and that's all that matters. That's
0: all that matters. We're all about... I
1: can come over here and learn. This this podcast is about living, learning, and loving. <laughs> and,
0: and and lusting? No, 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 no. no, no
1: definitely not. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, as we're listening to... Uh, th- okay, so, uh, spoiler alert, we do listen to ourselves um. Uh, it's good feedback for ourselves so we know how to uh, fix our mistakes going forward.
0: Well, as soon as I hear my voice, I'm done.
1: Uh, it's so funny. I was listening to it yesterday and texting you at the same time, and you would text me back, and i just hear the, the text in your voice because I was listening to the podcast. But I was listening to it with my wife, and the whole time she's talking, uh, we're listening to her, and she goes, she goes, you need to let Blake talk more. It's fine. That's <laughs> what so I told her. I said, I said, no, that's his choice. I was like, I was like, he just doesn't talk. I said, he'll get there. He'll get there. You know, I said, wait till we do a topic that he's really ecstatic about. I was like, you probably won't get him to shut up. So, um, like, if we ever... We do a Power Rangers podcast, wrestling podcast. Toys. It, toys, yeah. It'll be something that
0: you're definitely leading the way in. Um, Procrastinating. I can talk all day about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you'll wait a while, and then you'll talk well, about it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Once again, your number four. My number four is Toy Story 3. Which was my number five. All right, cool. So I guess we'll jump into my number four, which I have a feeling did not make your list. I don't even know if you've... I think you've seen it. But my number...
0: Huh? I already know what you're going to say.
1: Yeah. You've seen all the Pixar films
0: except for Toy Story 4, correct?
1: Correct. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, My number four is Brave. Okay, so uh, Brave came out June 22nd, 2012 theatrically it is directed by mark andrews and brenda chapman uh brenda chap uh oh yeah so this film also won uh best animated feature and brenda chapman was the first female director to uh win that award which is a big deal because there's not a whole lot of women in animation uh that are you know glorified the way they should be there are a lot of women in animation you just don't ever hear about them because unfortunately we're not there yet Uh, but like i said that's another topic for a whole nother day as well um so brave stars uh kelly mcdonald as the title character well not title character as the main character merida uh emma thompson plays her mother and billy Connolly plays her father this is uh mostly scottish and british cast because pixar Tends and Disney tend to do a really good job nowadays in casting um, characters that make sense instead of just hiring like random Americans to do Scottish acts really bad Scottish accents, to uh, you know do the their best groundskeeper Willie impression.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Don't you just get Colin Farrell to do every Scottish accent?
1: I think Colin Farrell's Irish, so that's a problem. Mm.
0: <laughs> i thought he was scottish <laughs> The
1: uh kelly mcdonald is scottish billy Connolly is scottish uh you, uh, you know who billy Connolly is right you've seen boondock saints he's uh the dad. he's not daryl he's the dad oh he's the dad he's okay. the guy that tries to kill me and they get together or whatever so this movie made 540.4 million dollars globally which you know sounds like a big number it's actually small for pixar because um, this one is really their first film with a female lead uh uh, which is you know kind of ahead of its time. Uh, what was what uh, what's a cool fact about this movie is uh, the animation style in this film was so advanced for what the directors wanted to do that Pixar had to completely change their animation system. So they th- this film marks a moving forward in the, uh, how Pixar animated their films. So they changed their complete system to keep up with how beautiful this film was. Um, so. I have some cool a cool story about this film. So uh we saw this movie when Stephanie was pregnant with Milo, our firstborn. So uh we were we saw it in theater, uh we were sitting there I, had, I thought to this point, like Milo didn't move a lot around a lot in her stomach or whatever, so uh but every time he did I'd miss a chance to feel him wiggle around. So we're watching the film and it's a moment when uh Mordun, uh, the bear jumps out and startles and he because she was uh she was pretty big at the time so he was uh she he jumped out and you could feel him start moving and she grabbed my hand put it on her stomach and i got to feel milo for the first time while watching brave so that's why this movie kind of resonates with me too um but more importantly uh i have a daughter now and it is really important to have strong female leads in children's films instead of being the typical damsel in distress stockholm syndrome characters like Belle and just i need a man to survive like ariel which those films are all good and fine and they're cute and they you know kids i don't think get that element or that aspect of those films but this is like the first time where pixar said no i can be uh, an independent woman i can make my own choices i can uh be strong-willed i don't need anyone else any kind of partner to choose uh who i am and who i'm going to be so merida was a very 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 important character for young girls and penny loves merida she loves that film um uh, merida is probably I, I say probably she's my favorite disney princess she's considered a disney princess she's easily my favorite princess uh the uh, kelly mcdonald does such a good job uh the music of this film is absolutely gorgeous it's uh very like modernized gaelic and scottish music for the most part um the animation is absolutely incredible uh to the like the contrast of the dark dingy castle to when they get out to the beautiful lush green landscapes of scotland to when they go into the deep dark woods uh also i want to bring up too because so this film is the one that really started the pixar conspiracy that all the films exist in the same universe oh, yeah. okay so the the old witch is what ties it together so i i, I don't want to sound ignorant because i don't know the full conspiracy but in a nutshell she's supposed to be boo from Mo- monsters inc because she Got travels up. through time yeah because she has like a little cutout of mm. sully and the people think that she's bouncing through time to try to find monsters inc and i don't know the exact order but it's really interesting if you get a chance look up uh google pixar conspiracy i don't know how it ties in now because last time i read it was before coco came out so it's been a minute i don't know how they tie those films in it'd be interesting to see how they tie those in but uh but yeah man this film uh, like i said uh i i it's one of the few films now that like if penny puts it on i'll sit down and watch it with her every time i love this movie i also love scottish accents so it just makes me feel (laughs) well
0: i've seen it once right um i don't remember a lot about it right uh i just just know it stars my mom your mom yeah all the (laughs) redheads you
1: need to go back and rewatch it man i think you'd appreciate it more now as an adult like uh just uh as an adult you were an adult when you um, saw it? You saw it recently? It come out in, like, what? It was, it came out in 2012. 12. How old were you? I two? was an adult. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. You were an adult-ish. <laughs> so you were, like, what, 25, 24? Uh, so I
0: was 20, what, 2012? 25. Yeah, something like that. You weren't, yeah. you twenty were 24 when it came out. Yeah. You weren't an adult. 24. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, you had Once a kid. Had, yeah. I did have a kid.
1: You did have a kid. That makes you an adult. You yeah. kind of have to be an adult at mm. that point. Somewhat. Somewhat. Well, if you if you want to be a good parent, you gotta to choose to be an adult, mm. which you did. So, uh once again, my number four is Brave. All right, so we're gonna to move to our number threes now. Number Blake. three. Blake, what is your number three?
0: Number three, which you know, my number threes are pretty important. You know, just keep that in mind. Keep in mind three. Um up is my number three. Three. Number up is your number three. Up is my number three. Okay. Um now it was directed by Pete Doctor, co directed by Bob Peterson Pete and Doctor. Uh, Pete Doctor. Pete Doctor. The man. <laughs> um, written by Tom McCarthy Peterson and Doctor. All right. Um it's probably the saddest Pixar movie I've ever seen. It is the saddest. That's I don't know if any I don't know any other sad
1: There's some other ones that have sad moments, but mm-hmm. that one is the most Full real. Full story I is mean, the
0: saddest. Right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes like
1: five seconds and punch you in the gut. <clears throat>
0: But. Uh, another reason i love the movie it is visually stunning the balloons on the house iconic oh yeah um it's funny it is very funny it's it's very fun it's got a great mixture of sad and funny um i also saw it in theaters opening weekend i was super excited about it i was just you know it's a pixar movie to me it can't fail which you know i still haven't have that in my head I'm never gonna let that go
1: what if you just go into a movie knowing it's good? What are you talking about?
0: That Pixar can't fail. It can't fail. I can't. I don't think I hate any Pixar movie. Uh, I know. that um, <laughs> I know. You I can't, can't say the say same that. thing. I can't say the same thing. I don't thing. hate any of them. If one of them makes your
1: list, we'll discuss it. If not, uh, we'll. well. We, oh god. <laughs> uh
0: We'll get there, I guess. We'll get there.
1: Uh, God, if it's higher than if any of those are higher, number three, I'm gonna flip a table. Go ahead. I'm you gonna have to flip my table, oh. so I can't talk anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <God laughs> mighty. I'm already mad. We're not even there yet. Oh, oh, God. God, nothing to worry about. Uh, I got all, everything to worry about. Uh, uh, <laughs> I already know. Look, uh, it's pretty good. It's, okay, if it's what I think it is, it's not good. Uh, uh, I hope I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. We'll but I, see. Uh,
0: but right now we're talking about Up. We're, right now we're talking about your number three. My number three is Up. Which is Up. Up. Now I don't have, a, you know, like the voice, cast, and which I probably should do that. Don't worry. I, I, <laughs> and, and, you know, that's why I was like, you know, this list is going to cross Well, a there, lot. there There are
1: two or three, I think, unanimous mm-hmm. Pixar films. Um, there were a couple I wrestled with, man, that I really wanted to put on my list. And I know people were going to be mad that I didn't. Um, because they are great films it's just um, I mean you gotta narrow it down to five and mm-hmm. with Pixar there are 15 films I could put in my top five and it's just that's and they fluctuate they're like my one and two will pretty much always be my one and two until something better comes out but those three through four uh, three through five fluctuate on uh, what I like
0: well that's, if your number three is something else our number one and two is probably the same
1: um, my number th- Uh, my number three is, are you done with your number three? You want me to move on to my number three? Um,
0: all I can say is if you have not seen up, if you've never seen any Pixar movie, which would be ridiculous, right? Watch out. Yeah. It's, I, you,
1: an adult, child. It's the one film, I think, cinematically and from a film standpoint that bridges a gap between just a child's animated film and just being a film. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and Pixar does a good job of that with most of their movies. But, you know, you can tell a target audience. With this one, you can like, no, they just wanted to make a really good, good movie. movie. It just happens to be animated. And
0: if you think you're masking <laughs> go ahead. Uh, dude. Go ahead. Uh, every time. I can't watch it anymore. Which I I don't think I'm masculine. I'm just, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I put on a facade. I put on a facade.
1: Uh, I drive a truck. I I haven't watched that movie in a while, but that's for emotional reasons. I just, I I can't, man. I think I've watched it so many times and I'm thinking every time I watch it, it'll get easier and it doesn't. Um, So. So my number three is, is up. Is up. Okay. So my number three is wally wally's my number wally. three uh wally came out june 27 2008 i think you might have mentioned that it was directed by andrew stanton
0: i don't think i mentioned when it came out i just noticed that i was in my early 20s yeah yeah okay, 21
1: 21 um it uh the reason that this film is monumental in the sense that it uh far as from an award standpoint it won uh, some awards that most animated films get taken for granted for, or don't win. Uh, it won, uh, uh, sound editing awards, um, uh, with, uh, which, uh, your sound designer was Ben Burt. I want to say it won best sound editing and, uh, uh, like best mixing and stuff, because for those who haven't seen this film, it is mostly just music and animation. There is dialogue, but it's not a whole lot. Um, as far as dialogue goes it does uh stars uh ben burt who was the sound designer is wally uh it stars Alyssa knight who is eve uh she didn't do a whole lot other than this voice acting wise uh i looked at her imdb credits and couldn't find a whole lot it stars uh jeff garland as the captain uh jeff garland from curb your enthusiasm Jeff green uh jeff green and curb your enthusiasm and fred willard uh plays a voice you see all through here all throughout the movies the voice of the corporation that owned all of Mm. this and at this point i don't think he's alive anymore i think he's just a voice in the these videos that they watch um i did uh i saw this movie in theater uh as well uh i saw it under just poor circumstances so i i i I didn't enjoy the film as much because the the person I was with didn't enjoy the film because, for whatever reason, uh, monster. Uh, <laughs> I got a Red Bull today. Oh, betrayed. Uh you know, I'm just. Oh, wait, but you know we're not partial. We uh we will also take sponsorships from Red Bull. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Uh, from from uh, Red Bull. Uh, not um. Uh, rip it though. No, not rip no rip it. it. No rip. No full throttle. No full throttle. No. no uh, well, if we got full Big throttle, bang. we'd have
1: Coke coke
0: because coke owns full throttle that's true that's a big one
1: so wally solace in theater and uh i went back and uh, purchased this film and i believe an old roommate's dog chewed this film up amongst amongst many of my other dvds um but i have seen this movie numerous times since then my kids have watched it they loved this movie uh which is surprising man because when you watch this film because there's not a whole lot of dialogue and for like the first 45 minutes of the film it's just all these beautiful imagery uh and the that's where the sound editing comes in because it's very important the music and the sound is so important because otherwise it's just dead air and um to have my kids be into something where they're not making jokes there's no fart noises it's just this cute little robot
0: going throughout his day and um Imagine though, if it had like Rocco's (laughs) Modern Life just fart noises just into the background. He's like, I need the director's cut.
1: Yeah, he's picking all the trash up. He's like, he's like, (laughs) Eva. (laughs) Uh, uh, This is a very sophisticated podcast. Uh, um, All the farts you heard were genuine fart noises.
0: Uh, I could probably do a top five fart moment in TV. Oh, easy. I could just
1: in you know film animation Mm -hmm. in general easy there's there's some good ones there's some good ones uh but uh yeah so this film is aesthetically it is beautiful this film was so well animated um it kind of set the bar for pixar going forward they knew that they everything they did going after this had to hit this mark or else it would fail and the ones who didn't did fail financially or people don't know a whole lot about them just because they didn't reach the storytelling aspect the uh the aesthetics the sound just i mean this is arguably uh pixar's best film uh i I don't know how it didn't get nominated for best picture uh maybe just because it came out it came out before toy story 3 and it came out before up uh so maybe this just kind of was like this is what opened the oscars eyes to how good a film pixar could make because i think up came out the next year got a best picture nod toy story 3 comes out the year after that gets a best picture nod so that and i think wally kind of opened their eyes and then, then the next year they're like maybe we should start because matter of fact i think when up got nominated was the first year they expanded to 10 up to 10 nominees so that's part of the problem they only had five nominees and they didn't want to Quote unquote waste one with an animated feature it did win best animated feature um so this film also i forgot to mention the box office numbers it made 533.3 million dollars globally which is really good um like i said it's when you look at some of the other films it kind of uh, pales in comparison but that's a lot of money but these films are very expensive to make uh a lot a lot of these pixar films because the time the effort the manpower that goes into them they it I mean, they're upwards over $100 million, Most of them, some of to $200 million. So they've got to make this money. They're very tedious. Back. Yeah, but it's just, you know, and kudos to them, man. Uh, love your art, love your craft, and you people will give back if you put the effort in, and Pixar definitely does that. It also doesn't help that it has the marketing machine of Disney behind it. So um, I think that's about all I got. Oh, also I want to mention too, it got a... Uh, it got nominated for Best Screenplay, which is incredible considering there's little to no dialogue mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah, for real. Uh, it got nominated for Score, Sound, uh, and uh, it won Best Animated. So like it, I think it might be the most, nom- has the most nominations of any Pixar film ever. It's a lot of nominations for an animated film. Uh, just to give people an idea of the standard that this film is. Like I said, it's arguably probably their best film overall. But it's my number three because this is my list, not your list. Mm-hmm. So this is our list. No, this is my list because I have a feeling I'm not gonna like the rest of your list. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Because uh, there's no way our number one and two match up if one of them is what you say it is.
0: Look, you haven't you haven't even given me a chance. You've already assumed I'm that s- I'm Let's those, just go.
1: I want to stop this podcast. I want to cut hit, it off. I'm gonna cut it off.
0: All right. So, Blake, Blake, what's your number two? My number two is Incredibles. Okay, okay, okay. That's not my number one. Oh God. Oh right. God, we'll get there. Incredibles. On, okay, dude. written Incredibles? and directed by Brad Bird, and as far as I know, is he the only one that wrote it? Yes, this that is, his is film. incredible. No this pun his intended. Film. This is his film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's his baby. Um, and you know it's got a great cast, but I'll just mention Greg T. Nelson, Craig T. Nelson, Coach. Coach. Did you watch Coach? Oh yeah.
1: Also had uh Patrick, Patrick Starfish <laughs> on there.
0: <laughs> I
1: didn't love Coach as a kid. No. Uh, also had uh Jerry Van Dyke on it, which is uh, Dick Van Dyke's brother. He played uh I think Coach's dad. I don't remember. He's the old guy with the hunchback.
0: Will that be on HBO Max or is that something else? I don't know what Coach is.
1: I don't even know. Who if it I, is,
0: I'll watch it. Oh, oh, the
1: professionalism here. I just knocked the mic around. Nice. Uh, the, I don't even know who owns
0: the rights to Coach. I haven't seen Coach in probably two decades. Anyways, uh, this isn't a Coach podcast. We'll do our top five Coach moments uh, maybe later on in the future. It'll be the shortest um, podcast we do. Well, for you. Um. <laughs> uh, anyways. How's the, uh,
1: do you know, what was Coach's theme song? Do you know? It's like, is it's it like, like, it's like college. Mar- it's March marching band music, music. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. But I want to go back to singing a recess song like I do with everything. Exactly. Song. Cause it's also marching band music. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Incredibles, uh, mm-hmm. saw it in theaters. Um, uh, now this was 2004, so I don't remember much right. of you the, my theater there. experience. You just still been in high school, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fresh out. Maybe you graduated what year?
1: 2005. No, yeah. So it came out two thousand four. So if you saw it in theater, you were uh, oh, yeah, a senior
0: time. Yeah, you were a senior <laughs> in high school. Well, I graduated in two thousand five, but I finished in two thousand four. But I'm assuming it's not a December movie. It's a November movie. Uh-huh, close. Well, yeah, I was almost done with school. There you go. But anyway, so you know, I was a senior in high school right. and living the life. You know, instead of going to parties and hanging out with people, I was <laughs> watching Incredibles in theater, seeing kids films. Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with I don't with even that, know man. if it's a kid film.
1: No, it's just, this is an everybody movie, man. It's 100%. an everybody movie.
0: And um and, I mean I know the second one says a bad word. Yeah.
1: The second one, which I will go and say it it didn't make my list.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't mean it. that movie is it's, so in, good. Is it incredible? It's incredible. I would say it's incredible. It's incredible I, too. And that movie has
1: two bad words. It says hell and I think the other one is damn. And Maybe. it is the first time Pixar has ever cursed. And uh, well, I
0: think th- they knew the audience for that movie because when did it come out? Two thousand seventeen or eighteen? Two
1: thousand eighteen, I believe. Yeah,
0: fourteen years apart. Yeah, they knew it, who that one was for as well. That one was for the people that watched the first one. Mm-hmm. And,
1: but I would say making uh, my kids love that one too. Uh, but it uh, it shocked me. I took Milo to see it in theater, and I was just like, "It said she said hell," and I went. Hmm. I looked around. I looked see if he even noticed. You know, he's just like straight staring at the screen, doesn't remember or anything. I, mean, I don't blame him. Elastigirl was on the screen when it happened. Elastigirl, yeah. okay, I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way. For every grown man or grown woman, you know, to whatever your preference is, we respect it all. Elastigirl is a very gorgeous animated character. She is how, you know, obviously she's. A little disproportionate around the waist because it's it's animation but you know to not sho- nowadays uh right <laughs> but to show thick girls in theater and, and in in and, and animation like that and to show that you know real women have curves you know and real women don't have curves as well i don't i'm not trying to be that guy
0: mm-hmm. i'm just
1: saying but it exists it's real life you know a lot of women are are built shapely and to see it you know not masked and not hidden on screen and they do it a lot more in animation and live action now and it's just a normal thing because it is a normal thing in everyday life it's just people are real looking and let's make them real looking Mm -hmm. um and it was refreshing to see her uh because i know my wife's a fan of her design and everything too so and i know i guess i
0: like her design it's okay i guess i guess. guess uh it's my favorite D- design, uh, yeah, but it is my favorite design, and I, um, I, I love what they did with her character in that second film
1: too. I know we're talking about two, even though they're not on our list, but mm. I, I feel like it's it needs justice and it's
0: so a great. Like I said, I don't think to me, it, Pixar didn't make a bad movie,
1: right? And for me, it was like with Incredibles, like. Uh, if you're gonna put it on your list, it's toss a coin, and you can't put them both, so just mm. pick one, and you toss a coin, whichever one you feel more strongly about, you put on. I I I tend to try to stay away from sequels when I make lists and stuff like that, just because nine times out of ten, without the original being what it was, the second one never gets a shot. So mm. it's hard. I want to give the usually the original the credit is due. I think Toy Story three is the one exception. I think to that rule where I think it's genuinely but far and away the best of the series. So.
0: Um, Another thing I'll say about Incredibles is, uh, you know, even though it is cartoon design and it is animation, it felt like a superhero movie. Oh. I I mean, it just felt like a legit superhero movie. Absolutely. And, you know, when I'm 17, that's what I want. Right. And, you know, Elastigirl.
1: And Elastigirl. Okay, so your number two, again, is... My number
0: two is Incredibles, and to me, it was very incredible. see what he did there guys i'm gonna just keep doing that there's so
1: many dad jokes that are gonna happen on here Well, i can't help it look it's incredible
0: (laughs) the movie was incredible elastigirl's incredible they're
1: incredible there would you say if elastigirl was incredible Mm -hmm. and uh craig d nelson's character mr incredible is incredible Mm -hmm. and they're together what would you call them the perfects yeah you just i set it up i set it up
0: what else? What do you call them?
1: The Amazings. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, yeah. Well, that makes okay. more sense. Jesus, God, I thought you would have got that the No, first I didn't. Time. I missed it. went right uh, over my head. so
0: easy. So sorry. easy. A I'm sorry. I'll, I'll leave after this one. <laughs> number two is incredible. My number two is incredible. All
1: right. So my number two is a film that we've already discussed. Uh, number two is Up. Up. I would be remiss not to have Up on my list. Um, I, re- I assume. That's the one I did. I knew 100%. Yeah. It, I wrestled, though, with my number two and my number one. Uh for a long time up was my number one. And I think after really, as I getting older and evaluating, you know, what I really like in films and what I'm really, truly, honestly into, I bumped my number one up from number two. Uh, but we're not talking about my number one yet. My number two is up, up came out May 29 2009, uh, theatrically, as you said before, it is directed by Pete doctor, who is now the head of Pixar. Um, it's. I think he also did Monsters Inc. and he did uh, several other films. He's one of the main guys uh, that writes and directs for uh, Pixar. It uh, stars Ed Asner as the main character, the old crotchety man. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but as the young the young boy is pronounced, uh, I think it's Jordan Nagai uh, plays the young character, and then Christopher Plummer plays the bad guy. Uh, Christopher Plummer is a very famous actor. Uh, this film made seven hundred and thirty five point one million dollars in theater uh, which is really really good that's it's a lot
0: pretty, pretty that's pretty pretty good.
1: pretty good it's a lot of scratch mm-hmm. uh it is the first Pixar film to ever be uh shown in three d uh, which i did not see it in three d i saw it in uh, i did see it in theater though um uh I saw it in theater with a couple of buddies of mine uh, I think we saw it like on a Monday it'd been out for a few weeks we saw it on like a Monday during the day we were the only three dudes in there it was three you know grown men for the most point uh but that opening scene man and spoiler alert if you haven't seen up turn it off now but it, I, you've seen up everybody's seen up that's listen to this list if you haven't you have to see it but spoiler alert I'm about to say some things about the film from the very beginning. The moment that she can't have children literally broke me. It broke me. And then I I was like, and I'm starting to recover and I'm starting to recover. And then she collapses on the hill. And I was like, this is how they're going to start the movie? I was like, what's the rest going to be like? And I mean, I'm bawling. Like I'm literally crying real tears in the theater. Like from the beginning, me and both guys. Like just three men just in the theater crying. And I was like, this is insane. Because this is the first time that Pixar really hit us like this like they've had moments where you're like man pixar come on like with wally at the end of wally and so on and stuff like that but this is real it's not robots that power back up there's no coming back like she's gone gone and it's just i was like it's a very heavy tone to start and the the themes of the movie you know dealing with absentee fathers uh and you know lost love and trying to find your place in your life after you lose the only thing that's ever mattered to you and it's just a a beautiful film about friendship about uh the power of love the power of you know a friendship and heart man and it's done in such a it is a very fantastical whimsical way they tell the story i mean you can't make a house fly with the hot air balloons mm-hmm. or with a uh, helium balloons and stuff but that aspect feels almost secondary. Like you, the whole time what you're watching is the two main characters' relationship with each other and all this other stuff happens around them. You're like, this stuff is cool and all, but I want to know what happens with these two guys. And uh, and they did it in such a brilliant way. And Because if you just tell their story, but you don't do it in the way that they did it, in a whimsical way, kids aren't going to watch. It's just going to be a regular drama that's animated. And I thought it was a brilliant way to show these themes to kids because it's real every day kids have their uh, fathers just not paying attention to them and take off or not their absentee or whatever you know it's real life it's same thing with mothers this is re- it's real life and uh, it is really really powerful to see it on screen in an animated feature made for kids for them to understand their kids that are probably there you know or the people that watch kids that watch this film whose fathers weren't there and they wanted to let them know, Hey, it's okay. There are people out there that care about you. You know, they push through and so on and so forth. Um, I love this movie. This movie is the most powerful film. Pixar has made to this point. Um, and I don't think like, whereas like something like inside out, which is a Pixar film, it, it, it touches on some really sensitive subjects, but I do think it panders. and I think that it tries a little too hard at some points, um, and it feels like they're just trying to get you like, you mm-hmm. know, but which is a really good movie, but I think this movie does it more. Orga- yeah, you're good. You're good. This movie does it more organically. And, um, like I said, I wrestled with it being my number one. Um, but I just, I, at this point in my life, I enjoy my number one just a teeny bit more. So once again, my number two is
0: up. So what, uh, What time in the show have we reached? Uh now it's time for a segment we call our honorable mentions. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Now, do I give my honorable mentions first? You can. All right. (laughs) Are you ready? Okay. Uh all right, well, one of them is monster's Inc.
1: okay, okay, okay well um and well, I go ahead, go pe- ahead and people say...
0: aren't going to agree with me on that because it should be in my top five, but, mm, it's my opinion. I will tell you this
1: since you mentioned it mm. also in my
0: honorable, honorable mention mentions, okay monsters hmm. Inc. I am surprised why well, I don't know what your number one is all right, oh I'll tell you another well, uh, honorable mention, and you're gonna love this It's cars okay, all God. three of them.
1: Oh, thank God. Okay. I thought I'll that was your you, number one.
0: Mm. Well, let's... We'll, Wait. We'll, we're going to talk about our number one. Uh, this on, is honorable time. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm
1: looking at my list.
0: Oh, God. If your other... It, Look, this is honorable mention time. Okay. Okay. Jesus. Um, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Okay, Paul so, hates cars. Hate Doesn't cars. even like them
1: a little bit. I am relieved that that's not your number one, because I thought that that was your number one, and we were going to argue Mm-mm. legitimately. No. Well, cars
0: okay. one and two... Is my honorable mentions not three? Well, Cars Three is my number one. Now I'm just kidding. All the cars are my honorable mentions. I don't love them. Uh, I do like them a lot. But Atlas was really into Atlas them, was yeah. really into them. And okay. I almost at one point was going to start collecting all the diecast cars. But I'm like, wait a minute. There is a lot of them. A lot. And they're like five dollars a piece. My like, I ain't doing okay, this. Dude. I don't like it that much. That okay so while you're on the subject of cars
1: Mm -hmm. cars is the easily the worst pixar films they have ever made that first film is like two and a half hours long no animated feature for kids especially that one that movie is for kids Mm -hmm. it is not for adults it is the most kid centric movie that pixar ever made or the cars films those the target audience is 10 and under and uh I mean, if one of your title characters is voiced by Larry the Cable Guy, I'm already out. I can't stand that guy. I can't stand his voice. I don't want to hear it. It works
0: for the character. I'm a talking truck. Like, get her dead. it. Works. It works for the character. I guess she's just too much. He's like, what too do you, much. Who do you, you want? Like Fraser for Toe Toma- Mater? <laughs> no, I mean
1: he makes sense for Mater. But you could get a voice actor that like, just does Southern voices. I mean, there's tons of those. Uh, I just, I that's, I just because it's just him being himself. It's just mm-hmm. Larry the Cable Guy being. I like Larry the Cable Guy, and I don't like Larry the Cable Guy. Like I said, it doesn't help that the film is very generic. The story is, like, it's too long. And luckily, Milo never really got into it. He liked, uh, he called it Race Cars 3. He was so Mm -hmm. little when it came out. He liked Cars 3. We didn't see it in theater. Uh, I didn't see any of these in theater by choice. Um, And uh, he never... I didn't
0: see any of them in theater because they're not... They weren't my movies, right?
1: They're kids movies. They're, they're, These you were know, my son, so I watched
0: all of them with him. They were
1: legitimately kids movies. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on from that. So those also
0: not moving on from that. Oh, you know okay. what else I liked? What? It's not Pixar's DreamWorks Turbo. Uh, I you know I've never seen it. I've never seen I it. I like Turbo. It's um, it's Deadpool, right? Ryan Reynolds. Is it? I don't I'm know. Sure. Never, I know yeah. Snoop Dogg's in it. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh,
1: um, I've never seen it, man. I'm not big on DreamWorks DreamWorks film. I mean, you've seen? I mean, they just make the same movie.
0: Well, the they I don't months. think they like went like Turbo Eight or you know like Fast and the Furious, but uh, they did have the animated oh, right. uh, on Netflix. Yeah, they got the TV show. Too. The yeah. TV show,
1: yeah. I've seen I've, I've seen trailers and stuff for it, but I just never watched it.
0: I'll also mention I like Cars, like actual, actual cars, cars, right? So and I don't. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, so that's probably that's the one thing too. we're
1: gonna disagree on um so my honorable mentions as i mentioned before is first one is monsters inc which came out november 2nd 2001 directed by pete doctor billy crystal john goodman steve buscemi jennifer tilly just an incredible cast that movie is iconic i did not get to see that one in theater uh i mean i was still like in 10th grade or whatever when it came out but i did see it on uh dvd from blockbuster and then now i own it and seen it a million times and uh when eventually I w- I'm hoping soon that Penny will cosplay Boo and Sully with me. So. Let me ask a <laughs> question: Did you like Monsters University? Uh, it's okay. It's I just, a- it. I liked it. Yeah. It's just okay though. Uh, I-, I felt like it was a made-for-TV uh, attempt at a Monsters Inc. I-, I feel like it felt rushed and it w- it was generic. Whereas like Monsters University felt, uh, I mean Monsters Inc. felt original. Hmm. And my other honorable mention, which I wrestled with and almost put in my top five, but I couldn't think about what film to knock out of my top 5 to put it in. It's like outside looking in close, and that's Coco. Uh Coco came out November 22nd, 2017, directed by Lee Unk Rich Unk. <laughs> It's got stars Anthony Gonzalez as the uh the the main character, uh Miguel I uh, has I'm going to butcher these names and I apologize. Uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, he is uh Hector uh uh, alana ubak as uh mama Imelda, it's got benjamin bratt in it uh it is um it is a a phenomenal film and the fact that they've got either mexican or mexican-american actors to play all these characters it is steeped in mexican culture and from what i understand like i because i'm not mexican-american i'm not mexican so i can't speak honestly for it it does a really accurate representation of you know dio was it. Dio de los Muertos The Day of the Dead mm-hmm. uh, and it, it is it is a beautiful film a beautiful film like just uh, I loved it I love the music in that film and my kids absolutely love this movie uh, I took Milo to see it in theater Penny was uh, too young at the time but she has watched it a million times she has a Coco poster in her, mo- uh, in her room and I love this movie that's another movie I'll stop and watch anytime it comes on uh, every time the kids want to watch it it is just like I said, it at ten years down the road from now, it'd probably move into my top five. Be one of those that fluctuates mm-hmm. in. That's yeah, really good. Uh, it, uh, it's absolutely incredible, and like it does things like it has like historical, uh, famous Mexican figures like actors, poets, and stuff like that. Uh, like uh, Frida is in it, and like it's just it's incredible. If you haven't seen Coco, uh, watch it. It is it's one of those movies I think people get confused to. They think it's just a Disney movie, but it's an actual Pixar film.
0: The uh, the um the villain. Yes. If you want to call him, uh, Ernesto de la Cruz. That dude is top notch. Yeah.
1: He's, he's, yeah. Cause he's creep. He's just mm-hmm. like a creep. He's just yeah. a
0: creep. He does a good job. And he's a
1: good villain for that movie. Cause you can't do like a super villain or anything like for something like that. But he's just like, just like the villain and up. He's just a creep and he works so well for this movie. But, uh, and the music in the movie is absolutely incredible. And it won best picture. And I think, uh, I know it got nominated for best original song i don't think it won unfortunately but it should have yeah, uh for uh remember me which is an abs- absolute beautiful song there's a slow sad version at the end that's even it's really powerful anyway it's honorable mention i don't want to talk too much about it i just talked a little more because it is close to my top five all right so where are we now number one uh number ones so i go first correct mm-hmm I go first. No, because you introduced the episode. I go first. You introduced the episode. No, because I
0: introduced the episode. You go first. I got what you're saying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm backwards. All right, I'm backwards. Are you ready? Can I take a guess? Take a guess. It's Pixar's The Good
1: Dinosaur. Yes. God Almighty. I'm kidding. Okay, okay, it's but, not okay. Because right. I don't hate that movie, but no, it's not. It's great. not in. It's not in so my top what five. You, what would you?
0: Uh well see I kind of all right. You see now I don't know what your top five uh, or your number one is because you don't want to put a sequel. Right. But I did. Is Incredibles two? No. Nah. What, what? it's try- Toy Story. I can't leave Toy Story out. Okay,
1: so Toy Story One. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay,
0: uh yeah, yeah, Toy definitely. Story is my number one. I there's no denying it. I've seen that movie more than I've seen anything.
1: I'm a professional. Uh, two our, for two. This I'm is our punching first job. Punching the mic here. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, this was the first movie I bought with my own money, the VHS. The eggshell? Yeah, the eggshell. And uh, kids, if you're listening, um, VHSs <sighs> are these plastic black tapes. They're absolutely beautiful. They're beautiful. They're works of art. I don't know why they died.
1: I love the egg crates. We were at a thrift store yesterday, and they had a whole a dollar piece. A whole rack of Disney, the eggshell cases, and I told, I was telling Steph, I said if I had a place to put these, because they look good, mm-hmm. I would just you know buy them all and just put them on a shelf, and make them look good, because they're so cheap and they, you find them at
0: every thrift store. And every ever. thrift store has their own Disney egg yeah. crate. VHS. Eventually, I'm gonna get a VHS set up here in this room. We, uh, I, I still have all of mine, and they're on a the shelf in Atlas's room. But, um, this was the first official Pixar movie, right? Correct. Uh, I don't uh, think I needed to yes. look that up, but yeah. Yeah, we said that in the Pixar industry. Um, but yeah, like I said, the first VHS I saved up for, I remember buying it that morning, and I watched it about five times that day. Uh, so you had to take 20 minutes to rewind mm-hmm. it? and then... It was a whole day. Yeah. Uh, I had, I want to say, you know, I grew up in a separate, you know, like my mom and dad right, were right. split. So this movie, Lion King and Oliver Company, I had two copies of. One for my dad's, one for my mom's. But this one, Toy Story, I guess because it was new animation, it was, you know, computer graphics. I watched it, I'm probably not even exaggerating, a million times. Uh, yeah. I mean, the first. I like, know that movie like the back of my hand.
1: I like, I, I you know, I wrestled with putting one or three mm-hmm. in my list because I had to have a Toy Story. Toy Story has to be on a list, period. I don't care which one you pick you have because without toy story pixar doesn't exist Mm -hmm. the success of toy story one made pixar able to do what they did going forward uh that first film is so good it is so good now you know the animation is you watch it now it's not great great but you gotta think that when they they
0: 1995 it is that's when
1: it came out they started doing the animation like 92
0: Mm -hmm. like it's it's incredible to look at even now i mean yeah you can you know compare it to three it's Okay, I can yeah, yeah. see, but that was 15 still, years later, yeah.
1: yeah. And you know, and they still hadn't figured out how to do humans, which is why the first film of all it revolves around toys because mm-hmm. the history. listen to the history of that movie, like it revolves on toys because they hadn't figured out how to. The only full scale human you see is Sid, and he looks like, a, he's the worst animated thing in the film, but uh, he but for the time being that at that time it was incredible Mm -hmm. but that's why you only see bottom down of humans in that movie because they hadn't mastered uh the art of fully designing cg humans
0: so another thing i'll say about the movie too because you know 95 i was either you know seven or eight um i noticed uh tim the Toolman taylor oh oh because i was big in a home improvement when i was a kid and um I know that I recognize the voice right away.
1: And what's cool about that is like, okay, so when mm-hmm. they got him, he was in the height of his career. Like he was big on TV. Everyone knew who Tim Allen was, and Tom Hanks was kind of just on the up and up. People don't realize it. Like, like Forrest Gump came out right before this, but when they cast Tom Hanks, he hadn't done Forrest Gump yet. He hadn't done any of all this stuff because that's how early they do the voice acting for these things. And so when they they took a chance on Tom Hanks rebuilding his career and now tom hanks is one of the most renowned actors ever in the history of cinema um but yeah man and uh I t- that movie that is just so timeless I actually when that movie uh came out Burger king did the toy run and they had you know they had the regular toy run and then they sold the puppets you know because back in the day mcdonald's and uh Burger king all them, when they would do the marketing for these types of movies they would have the happy meal toys or kids meal toys but then they have secondary stuff And we're like uh um, the Batman movies had the glasses, mm-hmm. the mugs and stuff like that. Well, they had the bigger versions that were puppets and I only ever got one because uh, was, uh, my mom let me get one one time and they only had one in stock and it was Woody. And you put your fingers in the back of his legs yep. and you can make him walk and stuff. It was uh, it was awesome. Uh, I have so many great memories of that movie. That's uh, I lived in a split home at the time too and uh, that movie was a big deal for me at that time uh as well. I, like I said I struggled to me it is the most influential Pixar film that's ever been made obviously because it created everything but and it didn't make my list cuz it's not my favorite toy story. So. Um
0: I don't know if you've watched it recently. Um and you know I watched it a million times as a kid but I don't look at background stuff. Uh-huh. Uh but you know we just watched it a few weeks ago and there's Benford tools in the movie.
1: Oh yeah, I yeah. didn't
0: realize that. I had to go back and check it Man, out, and that that excited me way more than it should have. You want to fill in what Benford Tools is? Uh, Benford Tools is um, uh, the, f- the fake. It's the fake, yeah, tool brand and home improvement monster.
1: Uh, so yeah, yeah. So your number one
0: is my number one is Toy Story, and that will probably always be my number one. I don't think that will ever change. So my number one. Let which... me hold on. Let me try to guess. Let me think for a second. Let me see. Um.
1: I kind of kept it close, close to my vet, my chest. I didn't. Cause it I don't on. know. I'm
0: flabbergasted. Cars three.
1: It's Cars three. My number okay. one guys is Cars three. It is not Cars three. My number one has already been mentioned on your list. My number one is The Incredibles. Uh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, my number. One, I flipped a coin here with one or two because I do think they. I think two is. A better movie um uh, but i think with you know without one you don't get two so mm-hmm. i was just like and one that they're right there neck and neck so my number one is the incredibles for, and it's important to me for a lot of reasons so number, oh, number one it came out november 5th 2004 it is directed by brad bird so let me talk about brad bird for a second and why it's important to me brad bird directed my favorite animated film of all time he wrote and directed the iron giant so brad bird is uh he also did a lot of work on the Simpsons. Like he was one of the main uh, directors and animators of the early good Simpsons. So uh, Brad Bird is just an animation genius. And, um, uh, even though he's involved in Pixar, he's not a Pixar guy. Uh, cause cause you know, he did iron giant for Fox and then, uh, he came back for incredibles too. Cause he did incredibles too as well. That, you know, the incredibles is his baby and they weren't doing it without Brad Bird, which is, I think why it took so long to do the second film. Uh, but, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Brad Bird and Iron Giant. I imagine there will be another list we do at some point where I will be mentioning Iron Giant for Spoiler. something. Huh? Spoiler. Spoiler, yeah. I love Iron Giant. Uh, we'll have to do that far enough down the road where people forget about this. <laughs> it, does, <laughs> it does star Craig T. Nelson uh, as Mr. Incredible, Holly Hunter as Elastigirl, Samuel Jackson as Frozone, uh, Jason Lee plays the main bad guy. This is the first film pixar did which we just talked about with toy story where it was an all human model um they finally figured out how to design humans in 2004 almost a decade later is how long it took that's people don't realize how hard it was to do that style of animation and even in this movie they're still cartoony uh this movie made 633 million uh worldwide it won best animated uh film and best sound editing uh and it honestly is to me arguably the greatest superhero film that's ever been made uh it it is because it doesn't have the constraints of marvel or dc characters where you have to make people happy about doing their characters right they just created these all original characters that felt like genuine superheroes that i would read in a comic growing up and they had free reign because they created them and it's uh about the family and the like the the core family and the set the superhero aspect is kind of secondary um uh i i love i love this movie on so many levels i've watched the movie a million times uh like i said i wrestled with it being my number one with up because of how powerful up is but when it comes down to it i can't go back and rewatch up it's so hard to watch i can watch incredibles any day of the week all day every day i love this movie um i do want to talk about the score and the sound uh which I meant to talk about with up as well. Cause it's the same, uh, composer as, uh, Michael Giacono, uh, who is just, uh, he does a brilliant pulp fifties, like almost bond style music in this. And it just fits the aesthetic so well. It's not like big, epic, dun, 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 like superhero. Like it feels like I'm watching something like a 1950s comic coming off the page. Um, unfortunately i did not get to see the first one in theater i saw it on dvd um i was i was in college at the time and i was so busy with school or working and uh it just and I, at the time you know i was one the, i was in that phase where i was too cool for animation so to go see it in theater i'd just see it on my own mm-hmm. in my dorm room uh, i have no shame uh yeah yeah i you know i it did not take me about like another year or two to come around and realize everybody else liked them too you just you just assume that like all oh, these guys are so hip they're cool they're college kids they don't like this no you're still a college kid like everybody still wants to see these films and that's one thing you realize growing up is that no one ever grows out of animation like you just whether you not know, may not watch as much as someone like we do but if a disney or a pixar film comes out you just you gravitate to it uh because that's uh, they're so good and it brings that nostalgic feel um to you and uh but uh yeah like i said i wrestled with one and two uh my incredible between incredibles one and incredibles two i think incredibles two is a better more complete story and i do like uh it uh revolving around elastigirl and seeing the real side of mr incredible of him what it's like just to be a normal human at home um I think it's funny. And I think it has some very smart. The second film has some very smart commentary about uh, the changing of times and that how family changes. But this one just uh, is more about the importance of family, the first film is, and uh, less about being a superhero team and kind of gets away from that superhero trope, which is a lot of fun. And Jason Lee is a great villain in that film. Uh, he's very quirky and he kind of fits this guy that clearly is just not all there when it comes to being a true evil villain he just doesn't get the whole shtick and uh what um
0: what movie is uh what's his name jonah hill uh, what movie is he the villain oh uh megamind megamind, megamind. yep megamind
1: so yeah because that's uh brad pitt is a superhero and mm. Will Ferrell. but that is dreamworks <laughs> so well, that's a whole i don't know list. if we could do a top five dreamworks i could do a top five there's a lot of dreamworks films there's a lot that, you got? I think there's like 18 Madagascar's. And she like, got uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. That's Monsters vs. Aliens. All the Madagascar films, uh, Ice Age films. Shrek. But no, Ice Age might be, Fox, Shrek. I don't know. We'd have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I always get the, the Fox animated ones and the DreamWorks mm-hmm. ones confused. So uh, this list is uh, running a little longer than uh, most, uh, but because we. Do, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm not because we do love. We're passionate about these films, man. We're passionate about animation and movies. So I was uh, not really all that surprised that it went this far. Um, so to recap, we're going to, because we haven't been really good about it in our last list, but we're going to re- give you our top five down uh, at the end of the show now every time. So uh, from your five to your one, Blake, what is it? Uh, number five was
0: Wally, Number four was Toy Story 3. Three was up. Two is Incredibles. And my number one is Toy Story. All right, my
1: number five was Toy Story 3. My number four was Brave. My number three is WALL-E. My number two is Up. And my number one is The Incredibles.
0: Now, uh, this is a segment we call Our Weekly Recommendations. Yeah. It's the
1: Weekly Recommendations,
0: baby.
1: I had an itchy trigger finger.
0: <laughs> All right, um, this week... I actually read. Um, <laughs> I'm going to recommend a book. It's a graphic novel. And it is called um, PTSD. Now, I'm not going to try to say the guy's name. I'll just say his last name. is uh single um, spell,
1: You spell it for people if they want to look it up? Uh, I didn't. Put okay, it. that's fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, but it's called PTSD. It's a graphic novel. Um, it's good. But uh, I love the art more than anything. It's watercolor. Uh, it looks like... Um, the animation style, something close to Steven Universe, maybe, if okay. I'm going to compare it to anything.
1: Where can people find it?
0: Um, you can find it uh, You can find it at Bulk's a Million. You can find it at, um, I found it at um, Barnes & Noble. Barnes
1: & Noble? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can probably order it on Amazon, maybe? You can order
0: Amazon or InStock has it.
1: Yeah, I recommend InStockTrades.com to find a lot of your really good trades for good prices. So it's called what? It, once again, it's, it's called,
0: called PTSD. I went to check it out, and it's self-explanatory. That's what it's yeah. about: post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. It's about a girl who is her life after war. Okay,
1: so yeah, it's a very. So you wouldn't recommend it for kids.
0: No. Okay. It says a lot of f words. Okay, so it's but a mature it's, content. It's a strong, okay. you know, female lead um, of her life after war. That's
1: cool. all it is. All right, you gotta let me borrow that when you're done. I okay. want to read that?
0: Nah, you should probably just buy it. I'm not gonna let you borrow it. I'm just kidding.
1: <sighs> it's hateful. Uh, Okay, so this week I'm gonna recommend uh, something nerdy. I'm gonna recommend an anime. <laughs> I'm gonna recommend it's an anime that's been out for a while, and I've just been keeping up to date with it. Uh, it's called Black Clover. Uh, you can find Black Clover on Hulu, uh, I believe that's and Funimation, Crunchyroll, depending on what you have. These are all apps. Funimation and Crunchyroll are anime are anime apps you can download. but Almost everyone has Hulu. Uh, there are subs and there are dubs, so you can keep up either way. Uh um <laughs> I'm
0: like checking up pits again. Uh, Bro, I don't know why I'm sweating so it's much. Hot. It's hot in here, man. No, uh, it's not even that. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, Black
1: Clover, without, in a nutshell, it is a in uh, anime. Uh, it, if you've seen Naruto, it very much has a feel of Naruto. Just think Naruto with magic. Uh, about a... A uh, young male character who wants to become the best magician in the land. He wants to become the Grand Wizard or the Great Wizard or Wizard King, not Grand Wizard because that's the KKK. He does not want to be in the KKK. We, we do not support those dudes. Those dudes uh, can just vanish from the face of the earth. It is Wizard King. I want to make that very clear. He wants to be the Wizard King. God Almighty. Ugh uh I went
0: and trash whole
1: podcast. <laughs> I know right. I did not want to publicize or give them any credit uh, F the KKK. There mm. you go. Uh but it's called Black Clover again, so check it out if you're into anime and if you're not, um it's a very easy anime to get into. Um it's a it's a good entry level type of anime. Um so uh also I, I, as every week I want to tell everybody go to your local library, get you a library card. Everything we, all these things that we recommend—movies, TV, books, comics—are all available for free at the tip of your fingers. If you just go to the library, you can also download the Hoopla app, which is spelled H-O-O-P-L-A. And if you have a library card, you log in. It's free. They ask for your library card, and you can get audiobooks, eBooks, comics at the just on your tablet and your phone. So it's it's free, man. You pay for it. Uh, go out and use this. It's, the best resource you have at the tip of your fingers and you don't even use it. So just go, go to your library. So I think that
0: about wraps it up. All right. So uh, thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of Jeff Relief Subjective. Once again, I'm Blake Allen and you can find me on Instagram at Blake underscore all underscore in. Uh, it's just mostly me playing with yo-yos and pictures of my son. Or you can follow my art page at Blake Allen Art, and uh, here beside me is I'm Paul Jansen, and you can find me
1: on Instagram at my underscore dad underscore life, uh, and you can find our podcast on Twitter at Objectively Sub, or you can just find us on Facebook. Um, I think that's about all we got, uh, and you can stay tuned for next week's episode is. Uh, top five voice actors. Yeah. So next week's episode is top five voice actors. Uh Blake, you wanna send us out? Um
0: we're out.